Hello, hello, hello. So let's just talk about um, getting what you need after you do what you have to do. Um, I don't know if that's a great title, but what I want to talk about today is that um, there were a lot of things that transpired in the month of May. <laughs> the month of May, let me tell you, was difficult. When they say may the fourth be with you, may the fourth be with you, whatever it is, I I, I don't know, but there's a lot going on. In terms of loss, um, in my family, uh, among my community, with friends, church, just a lot of lost, and we can't control that. That's something that we as human beings cannot control. We cannot control the loss of another human being. We do know that it's inevitable. All of us that are living a life will one day not live a life. But how it happens and when it happens is not something that we can necessarily control. And there's some do by choosing to be in life. I was grieving and mourning and um, it looked like depression but it was grief it was mourning um, when I just it was a total of six days that I literally could not get out of my bed I don't remember um, ever doing that before and the strange part about that is that I've lost more significant people in my life you know once you lose your mother like I think that's the biggest and the greatest loss of all Um, For me, you know, I know for people who have never met their mother or they didn't know their birth mom or something like that, it may be different. But for me, that was the greatest loss I could ever encounter in my life. And that was my um, worst fear. So I have actually sat in the face of my worst fear and I'm still here. You know, I've actually experienced the worst thing that could happen to a person in life, and I'm still here. And I was very young. I was not even, I was a teenager when it happened. So there you go. But I found myself in this situation because there were so many things. When I lost my mom, I was so young, and that was the worst thing in my life. But there were so many people around that I was never alone. I never had an opportunity to just be alone with my thoughts. They didn't let me. And I don't know if it's because I was a child and they were um, trying to shield me or protect me from something. I'm not sure, but that's what it was. My support was an abundance. And it was un-
after the service, I was um, left alone to think about how that loss affected me and how that person contributed to my life. And um, there I was just, you know, people that have influence um, and they leave their work on social media it's great because you can the part of them you can still see them and so it's great in a sense and then it's kind of it's difficult because it makes it feel as if they're not gone for real because you can still see them you can still hear them and um, so that's what happened there was endless footage of my friend that um, so talented and took like endless endless footage you know I can go anywhere, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and, and there. Here she is. I can hear her. I can see her. And so I just spent hours upon hours doing that. And then I found myself paralyzed. I was stuck. That's all I was doing was watching her crying and watching her crying in disbelief. And six days, I didn't even realize the time had passed. Six days went by. And... I don't know, something just told me, reminded me that the joy, it's the joy of the Lord that is your strength. Long as you have joy, you'll be strong. And laughter does your heart good like medicine. Those things resonated with me. That showed me and taught me that what you put down inside of you will eventually rise up out of you at the right time. So I don't know if my body needed that time to grieve, that time to mourn, because it wasn't just that one person. There were several people over a period of time. The entire month was just flooded with loss. And, you know, in many different areas, in many different things, and different people just flooded. I don't think a week went by that there wasn't a loss or two. You know, sometimes it was back to back every day. And so, um, there it was. I remembered some things that I told other people to do in their therapy sessions. Find something, watch something that will make you laugh. Watch something that's guaranteed funny. And so I did that. I found something that will make me laugh. And then I found something that made me happy. I love Christmas movies, like really. And then I did that. And then I had to get up. So I got up out of the bed. I took the sheets off and changed my morning sheets, <laughs> the shoes that I used to cry on, and washed them immediately and opened up the window to get that air, that stale air, that grief energy, that sadness, that depression, that sickness out of here. And I started to clean everything, mopping and wiping and washing everything. And then I had to go outside of the house, feel the air, feel the wind, feel the sun just get some fresh air inside my lungs and I did that and I decided to go to the park because I love watching children play I love hearing them laugh 
children really are healing for me and they give me life. Everyone has their own thing. So I did that after I had bath therapy. I, I did that. I, I went to the park. I was, um, and to my surprise, I didn't even know there was a concert going on. So there, you know, another thing I love is live music. Didn't even know. But there were kids playing in the sandbox. It was great. Ice cream truck and little ones running and singing and dancing. And that's the medicine that I needed. So after that, then I got a call because it's funny, not haha, but hmm, that no one called me and reached out when I was in this state for six days. There was some random text, but I'm not looking at the text messages. No one cared enough to call until after I got up. Once I got up and I got back, started getting back to myself, then I got a phone call. <laughs> and that's something. Um, but maybe also I wasn't ready to talk. I wasn't able to, ready to talk about it. So can you believe it was six whole days I did not talk to at all? Not to a living soul. A big, no one, nothing. I did not open my mouth for six And then when I went outside, I still wasn't necessarily wanting to talk, but just trying to regain my strength because I could feel more life coming inside my body, more breath inside my lungs. And the next day there was a, a meeting at church and um, there it was. I went back to find that. And so I was my regular joking and laughing self. An amazing thing is that people really don't know what you're going through, what you've been through until and unless you tell them. No one seemed to detect it. But there were so many things that were said in that service that really hit, that really pinpointed exactly where I was and how I was feeling. Things that ministered to me. I did have a cry. <laughs> And amazingly enough, I was comforted by my big sister who lost her husband. That was one of the laws. Um, we had a great, we, we always, you know, it was always a laugh, a comical conversation with him. So that was the last one I had with him. But um, that was her husband. And they were thick as thieves, two peas in the pot. You can see one without the other. But there she was, comforting me with all of my <laughs> litany of woes. Um, just amazing, this bright light. And so um, I just wanted to share that with you all, that sometimes your breakthrough will come once you push through. And once you break out of where you are, wherever you are, if you are hidden, if you're in the cage, if you're in your way. Once you break out of that, then your breakthrough will come. Some people have the luxury of having folks to go in and get you and bring you out. I, I didn't have that. I, I am the person that do that for other people, so they look at me differently. And, and no one thinks, oh, we should go and get him. We haven't heard from our senior about it. Just don't. But I encourage you to Check on your friend that is always funny, that's always laughing, that's always happy-go-lucky and cheerful. And when you see someone like that, 
look into their eyes, look deeper. I mentioned before about Robin Williams and like Don Cornelius, people like that. You just think they're fine, especially Robin Williams. I just, it's hard to fathom that he was sad or depressed and even Anne Klein because these people were successful, but him, he was so funny and so talented, so gifted, so successful. He had everything, the wife, the kids, he had everything. And it appeared that his health was fine, you know, physically, his outer appearance, but mentally and emotionally, he was very fragile. And so I just pray that we will take care, take more care and give more kindness to everyone. Don't just assume because they look okay that they are. Because I'm still in the process. Although, to other people, Saturday and Sunday I seem to be my normal, happy-go-lucky, cheerful self. I went about my announcement duties, and I went about helping people and hugging them and comforting them and taking pictures as normal. But my week was anything but a normal week. So I thank you all for listening and I appreciate you caring and and sharing if you feel. Uh, always remember that you can reach out to me. We can have a conversation. Um, I, you can find me on Saturdays with Sean on Facebook or right here on this app. Um, also www.bemightyenterprises with the s.com and um, don't go through it alone. I, it seemed like I went through it alone, but I, I see my angels and my faith that my God helped me through it. Not just that, but things that I have shared and talked and helped other people with. I use those tools myself. So I don't counsel people without the tools that not only have I learned, that I've gained through ex, um, experience and education and training, but that I've used for my own life. Let me tell you something. Just because someone counsels other people doesn't mean they don't need counseling. And just because someone helps other people get through their hard times, it doesn't mean they don't have hard times. I call myself a wounded healer because I've been wounded, but I've also been anointed to heal and help other people because I have been hurt, but it doesn't mean I'm still hurting. I realize that I have been in grief and mourning, but it's not the same as depression because grief and mourning does take time. And it is something that is necessary to get through and to experience, especially if you love someone. If you lose someone or you lose something and there's no feeling of loss, you didn't really care. So. It's okay. It's okay that you cared. And I definitely am one who loves deeply. And I am a true friend to the end, the end, end, and even beyond. Because losing my friend, she's still my friend. She's just not here in the flesh. But I am going to do whatever I can to keep her memory, her name, her music, her dreams alive, her legacy, what she started, her thoughts, her, her hopes, her burdens. 
So I thank you for listening to this episode of Saturdays with Sean. I love you. I gave you cyber hisses, kisses and virtual hugs. And remember, just open up your hands, your heart, your soul, your mind, your body to receive the healing that you so desire that you need and the blessing. And once they're filled up from the crowns of your head all the way down to the soles of your feet, don't let it spill out. Bless somebody else. Until the next time, Saturdays with Sean on Facebook, right here on Spotify, or BeMightyEnterprises.com. God bless you.